So, great game two for the Lakers and the Rockets. Um, really, the Lakers played exceptionally well, way better than they did in the first game. Uh, first game, they seemed to be very fatigued and very tired, even though that they haven't played a game, uh, you know, they haven't played a game in over a week. Like they beat the Pacers, not the Pacers, they beat the Portland Trailblazers in five games. So, like, you would imagine that they'd be rested, but they, they didn't seem to play like themselves in game one. Uh, the Rockets um, dominated them from the three-point line, and they really were doing good on switching off uh, defenders very well. Um and especially P.J. Tucker, uh, for him being only 6'5", uh, he's guarding Anthony Davis very well, being very undersized against him. Uh, the one thing I said about this matchup is that I really felt that A.D. could uh, really take advantage of P.J. Tucker's size and really post him up in the paint. Uh, and he didn't seem to do that much in Game 1. Game 2, he really took that mismatch, uh, you know, really in his favor. And he really just dominated from the paint in this game. Uh, both LeBron and AD, they combined for f- over 50 points, which was great. They really need that. Uh, LeBron and AD need to be doing that every game in order for them to have a chance. Um, and it's not even just on LeBron and AD. Uh, in order for the Lakers to win, everybody has to contribute. Uh, Markeith Morris, Rondo, Kuzma, Danny Green, they all have to be shooting well. Um Markeith Morris really showed up in game two. Uh, he was a huge boost for them. Uh, hitting four threes in the f- <laughs> hitting four threes uh, in the first quarter, you know that's just that's just amazing. I mean, four threes, like that's insane. And he hit them all in a row. They weren't just spread out. They were all in a row. He scored, you know, 14 points in three minutes just coming off the bench. Like, that's just amazing. They really need that scoring um, from him uh, in later in the future. They really do need that scoring from him. Um, He's going to be crucial. Kyle Kuzma, he played well. Um, It's his first ever playoff series, but he's really uh, starting to get in the groove and really feel confident to take those shots because, again, he's young. Um, and he can be very intimidated by a lot of these guys on these Rockets teams that are older. They're veterans. They can be very intimidating, but, you know, like I said, he's young, and he's he's getting his confidence up. He's really making sure to time his shots and really just not, you know, be overly aggressive but not also be overly passive. So he's doing his job. Keeps on doing what he's doing. They should win this series. Um and honestly, I really do feel like the Lake, uh, the Lakers are really taking advantage, now starting to take advantage of the uh, Rockets' small ball, them not having a traditional center, being able to dominate the paint. Uh, you know, and, you know, kudos to the defensive, for the defense of the Lakers, really uh, limiting Russell Westbrook. I mean, well, he was 4 for 14. He only had, at the end of the game, I mean, he by the end of the game, he only had 13 points or 14 or 13 points, and he had five fouls. He was close to fouling out. Um, you know, if the Lakers just keep on double-teaming him, you know, drawing contact and making him foul all the time, they could really 
you know, do some work on Russell Westbrook. And then, you know, then there's Harden. They did very good double teaming Harden for majority of the match. Uh, you know, by the first half, you know, he only had maybe 12 points in the first half, which was very bad for Harden. Uh, you know, you would expect 20 plus points in the first half for James Harden, as good as he is. Um, and them being able to and them being able to double team him without really hurting their defense was really good because the Lakers, you know, a lot of people seem the the Lakers see them as not really a good perimeter defenders because their veterans are very old and they're not as athletic anymore. But I, Rondo has proven that he really can be athletic for his age. Same with Danny Green. Um, all these guys were defending Harden, and as soon as he got rid of that ball, they they were able to spread out very quickly, um, you know, surprisingly quickly for how old they are and, you know, them being in the league for a lot longer than some other people. And you would expect, you would expect for them to kind of slow down, but no, they're, they're really playing at a high level. Um, you know, and I mean, and for the Rockets really, you know, it's the same thing for the Lakers too. If, you know, if, if, if LeBron's not playing well, then it's going to be hard for them to win a game. If, if Anthony Davis isn't playing well, it's going to be hard for them to win. They, they both have to play well. It's same thing for Russ and Harden. I mean, if one's struggling and the other one isn't, it's it's, it's a lot harder. Um, you know, it's in terms of scoring, it really comes down. Can can all the star players really play, you know, like they deserve to be there? Can Anthony Davis dominate the paint? Can LeBron be a great leader, pass the ball, and – um, really dominate and score when he has to. And, you know, can Russ not get in foul trouble? Because that's really going to be an issue for him if he just doesn't really learn how to control himself. Um, he really can foul himself out. And once he's fouled out, I mean, there's really no other – they're going to – they don't have – again, they don't have a center, so they can't really put a big man in there. They've got to keep on going small. You know, and that's just the one thing with the Rockets that really – uh, intrigues me the fact that they've been going small all year, but yet they still manage to have a great defense is just very surprising to me. You know, with the, the tallest guy on your team being Robert Covington, he's six eight. Um, you know, again six eight for a center. That's you know he's not even a center, but if he were a center, he'd still be undersized. You know, most centers are six ten or six eleven, almost seven foot. Most centers are. Um. You know, and that that's that's really huge. You know, it's the Lakers really have a huge advantage when it comes to rim protection in this series, and they finally uh, took advantage of that and really attacked the paint this game. Um, you know, again, they really need to work on their offensive rebounding. You know, there were a couple of times to where you know someone would take the shot and everyone would just be standing still like a tree. I don't see anybody charging for that ball, um, and the Rockets end up grabbing it, and they either run across and score or if the back is or if the basket's just right there they'll just they'll just grab it and score it's just not that like especially for offensive rebounds for them you know when they miss a shot there's always somebody charging at that ball trying to grab that rebound and score you know there were a couple times to where I wouldn't even I can't I wouldn't even be able to see any Laker looking and going grabbing that ball they're all just standing there like trees, you know, someplace. Not every play, but there were some times that I saw that, and it kind of triggered me because that's not really what the Lakers are good for, and that's not what they're capable of. But nevertheless, they got the win. Uh, the series is tied 
one one. Uh, I wasn't worried when the Rockets won game when the Rockets won the first game because I had the Lakers picked to win the series overall. I didn't care how many games the Rockets won. You know, my theory is the Lakers had the advantage. Um, they finally showed that they do in game two, and hopefully they can continue playing like this, you know, in game three and beyond. Uh, because, you know, I like the Rockets. Don't get me wrong. I am a Russ and I am a Harden fan, but, you know, I, I just, I really want to see LeBron go up against Kawhi, um, you know, in the final, in the Western Conference finals. I really want to see LeBron and Kawhi go head to head. Um, but, you know, that's if Denver doesn't have anything to say about that. Uh, we'll see how that series goes. That's going to be interesting. Um, but, you know, but, but back to the Rockets' play. Um, they just seemed very out of hand. Um, you know, Air, I mean, and I'm not even saying that Harden had a bad game. Harden had a good game. He wasn't really getting much help. Eric Gordon really, you know, did some work this game too. So both of them were really doing a lot of work and – you know, they weren't getting much help, especially from Russ. You know, Russ wasn't really helping him. All he was doing was just getting fouls and really just playing very poorly. He turned the ball over five times, and that's just huge. I mean, the, the Rockets in general had, you know, almost 20 turnovers in the game. That's just crazy, the fact to turn over the ball that many times. And they turned the ball over 20 times, and they still only lost by 8 or 10 or 11 points, which is not bad. But to turn the ball over that many times, the Lakers really should have more points. Um, they really messed up on a couple of those drives. Um, you know, so like, the Rockets, the Rockets really uh, screwed up this game. Um, the the game was very winnable. Um, I I feel like they were just chucking shots towards the end of the game in the fourth quarter. They really were just chucking shots and not really. Uh, trying to take their time or really plan anything out. They would just, you know, took the shots if they thought that they could make it, which it's really how you play basketball. But, you know, there were a couple of times where I saw Harden just take a shot, even though he was double teamed. Uh, I saw Rush just charging in and not really thinking about passing the ball when, you know, there were a couple of places to where you see Rush charging in, but there's a teammate that's either to the right or to his left and they're wide open and he just doesn't even try. Um, you know, to, to at least go for a three, to give it to the person who's wide open for a three. Uh, it's just kind of surprising to me. You know, it's, uh, I guess that's just what Russ does. Russ is that type of player. Uh, he's a bulldog when it comes to being on the court. He likes to charge in and get some fouls and get some points, free throws. He likes to do all that. But, you know, when it's just not falling for him, he just doesn't know how to stop. Uh, he took he took a couple of threes. He made a couple of threes, even though he's not very good at three point shooting. He made a couple of threes, so not bad. I'll give him that. But overall, he's you know Russ just really struggled all game. And if Russ keeps on doing that for the rest of the series, they're definitely not winning. I'm telling you that. Uh, Lakers are definitely going to beat them in a landslide uh, for the rest of the series if Russ keeps playing like that. Um, you know, and with. The Lakers, on their side, again, great coaching. Uh, their young players and their older players, their bench in general, really coming through and really scoring some good points. Uh, really takes the weight off of LeBron and Anthony Davis because, you know, if your bench is scoring points, 
You don't have to score as much. You can take a break a little bit longer when you're sitting on the side. You don't have to feel rushed to come back into the game when you're exhausted. Um, And the more rest that you can give Anthony Davis and LeBron in between commercials and in between, you know, everything else going on in game, the more rest that you can give these guys, the better of a chance that they will play when they come out because they'll be more refreshed. They won't feel completely gassed up and, you know, they won't feel like, every you know they have to carry the team on their backs and really the pressure of having to try to carry a team on your back really can derail someone in terms of their playing like in terms of really their stats everything it just that can really hurt them and you don't want them to get hurt because if LeBron or AD get hurt your championship uh you know chances go down drastically uh almost to nothing uh they have to stay healthy which I feel very confident that they will because, you know, if there's one thing about Anthony Davis and LeBron that I've noticed is that they heal pretty quickly. Even if they do get hurt, uh, they come right back the very next game and they dominate. So these guys are a freak of nature, uh, in my opinion, both of them. Uh, Very confident in those two guys. Uh, You know, and just... You know, there was some sloppy, there really was some sloppy plays on both sides. Both teams turned the ball over a lot. You know, Russ being the huge contributor on the turnovers on, on you know, the Rockets and the Lakers side, because Russ did steal the ball a couple of times. Um, so, you know, at least he was making up, you know, for his poor offensive play by at least being a decent at defense. Uh, besides the five fouls, uh, he really could have fouled himself out early. Uh, but thank God, you know, by the time the fourth quarter started, he got his fifth foul. So at least, you know, he stayed in the majority of the game. He didn't get fouled out, but at least he stayed in the majority of the game. Yeah. And three-point shooting, uh, Lakers really need to work on that. Uh, they're, the Lakers are actually one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league, surprisingly, even though that they have some good three-point shooters. Uh, they do have Anthony Davis, who can shoot threes. They got Danny Green. Um, you know, they got Rondo, who can shoot threes a little bit. You have Kuzma, who can shoot threes. Some, you know, some, he doesn't get hot very often, but he can shoot them. So, and even LeBron can shoot some threes. But, uh, you know, it's they just really need to work on that three-point shooting. I, I honestly don't think that they're going to win shooting the three. Um, the Rockets really are the more dominant three-point shooting team. Uh, you know, on average, they take over 50 sh- three-point shots per game, which is absolutely insane. Uh, you know, and that's a playoff record uh, that they set in the previous series, uh, taking, you know, I think it's 50, 50 threes or a certain amount of games with taking 50 consecutive threes like <laughs> every game, which was crazy. You know, this in a, in a series on average, you know, this team would be taking, you know, 400, 500 three-point attempts because they're taking almost 50 a game. And that's just insane for them to be doing that. And sometimes, sometimes they struggle, sometimes they don't. Uh, when they struggle, it really seems to hurt the Rockets because that's the one thing that they do a lot is take a lot of threes. Um, and when they struggle, they don't really stop. You know, when they and and really this is with any team. You know, if if teams are struggling from three, a lot of times when I what I notice is that they just don't stop taking them. You know, it's like they they 
just have that mentality that we just keep on shooting and shooting and it will eventually go through. Yeah, it will, but you're going to be hurting yourself because every single time you miss that three, that's three points you're not getting. And that's a potential three pointer that your enemy team can get because they could just run it right back and you can take the three, hit it or go and get some free throws or whatever. You're giving, you're basically giving them a chance to get free points every single time you miss a shot. So if it's, it's just my rule of thumb, really, in my mind, that if you're not shooting good from three, stop taking them. Just stop. You're hurting yourself. And the Rockets don't really seem to know how to do that. Um, they wouldn't really be taking as many threes if they actually had a center on their team if they weren't going small. They did have a center uh, very early in the season, but they traded uh, their center to the Hawks, Clint Capella, to get Robert Covington, who is a really good perimeter defender, who, which they really needed. And he's a huge part of why their defensive efficiency is very high, fourth in the league. Uh, the only other teams that have a higher defensive efficiency are the Clippers and the Lakers. And both those teams are, well, at least the Clippers. The Lakers are doing good defensively right now. They're doing all right. It's the Clippers that their defense is kind of slacking at the moment. Uh, they really need to pick that up. Um, well, and the Bucks, the Bucks also, but the Bucks, their defense is absolutely hot garbage uh, at the moment. They really need to fix that. Um, you know, overall, the series is tied at one-one. It can go either way. Um, Anthony Davis really just needs to. You know, keep dominating the paint. He needs to keep on posting up P.J. Tucker, him being undersized. He should be able to get easy points. If he gets double teamed, perfect. Then he can take a playbook out of the uh, Nuggets, you know, games. He can take a playbook from there. He could toss the ball to LeBron, and he could go around and score. You can toss the ball to a wide-open player for a three. Or you could just... If you're being double teamed, you can just draw the foul and then try to go for the shot and get the end one. You know, or you can just straight up just let them foul you in general so it stops the clock so you can just reset yourself. The the main point is is that the Lakers really just have to control the pace of the game. They really need to slow the, the Rockets down. Because as long as you can slow the Rockets down from getting points and really getting into a groove. You stop them because that's the one thing the Rockets are good at. They're really good at going fast to the rim, keeping a really high pace. And as long as you can shut some somebody down, as long as you can shut Harden down or shut Russell down, shut somebody down who's hot, you make sure that their pace doesn't get too fast so you can keep up with them and you can dominate them a lot easier when they're all tired and they really don't have the energy to do anything. Um, because the one thing that the Rockets really dominate is points in transition. Same thing with the Lakers. They both dominate in this category, but Rockets are much more efficient because they're playing small and they don't really have to worry about a big man uh, trying to run across the court and slow them down. Uh, and speaking of big men's, uh, you know, again with the uh, JaVale being, you know, getting injured this game, uh, hope he comes back. Um, you know, having that three headed monster for the Lakers with. Davis, you know, Howard and McGee really helps, uh, really helps a rim protection. Uh, if, if McGee doesn't come back, then obviously Howard is going to take his place in the starting lineup, which is not bad. 
it's not a bad swap. Both of them are similarly skilled, uh, so it won't really be an issue. I honestly think overall, I think Dwight is the much better player uh, than McGee. Uh, I really do feel that Dwight will actually make their team a lot better. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. We'll see if McGee comes back. Assuming he comes back, he'll start. Uh, if he doesn't, Howard will start. Um, either way, I don't think it's going to really change their lineup too much. I think it's just going to be really the same same type of offense. They're just going to run it through Dwight instead of McGee, which I think Dwight would do it better because he's very good at finishing at the rim. I think he's better than McGee at finishing at the rim, personally, and statistically. He is a little bit better. And he's taller, actually. One other thing, I think he's slightly taller, which is great because they really need big men on that court to guard uh, Russell and Harden in the paint. They really need those big men. Uh, and, you know, for the Rockets, they really just need to figure out a way to stop Anthony Davis. Uh, Davis is playing well right now, and as long as Davis keeps on playing well, their hopes of winning are very slim. Uh, they really need to figure out a way on how to double-team Anthony Davis without spreading the floor too much, allowing somebody else to take an open three or really just to blow right past them. Uh, they really got to come up with a new defensive scheme uh, for Davis. Um, we'll see what they can do. We'll see what they can do in Game 3. I highly doubt they'll be able to do anything. I think, it's, in all honesty, I think they're really going to try to limit Fouls for Westbrook, they really have to try to. Um, they really have to change up Westbrook's style a little bit to prevent him from really just fouling out. That's one really key factor. Um, and their defense really, their their defense overall slacked this game. Um, they let <laughs> they let LeBron through so many times. Um, fouls for both teams were really an issue as well. Um, there were a couple of, uh, calls that didn't get called. Um, again, like I've said in the past, fouls are very, very, uh, you know, controversial in this, these days in the NBA, um, and the NFL. There's both NFL and NBA. The fouls are very crucial. Um, and they're very controversial as well. Uh, there were a couple of times to where there should have been a foul called. Uh, there were a couple of times to where I didn't agree with the calls that they had, and I felt that, you know, they should have reviewed it a little bit more or changed the call. There were a couple of change calls that didn't really benefit either team, but, you know, but in the long run, uh, I think the Lakers took advantage of some of those calls, and that's what really helped them get out on top in the fourth quarter um, where all of them really occurred. And, you know, and like I've said in the past, Anthony Davis is the X factor. You figure out how to take him out. The Lakers have a really uh, tough time winning this series. If Anthony Davis is able to do whatever he wants, then uh, the Rockets are done for. It's, uh, it's, a pretty, it's pretty simple. 